Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and thank you for joining us again. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, this show is about educating, empowering, and inspire you to live a fearlessly authentic life. And I hope that we bring it to you every single week. And my guest today is going to help us and teach us how to make a wish so we have that life that we deserve and we desire. And so many of us dream about having that life. How can I get there? How can I get there? I was just saying to her that, oh, she lives in California. I'd love to be there. So whatever your wish is, there is a way to get there, but you have to believe in it. And I am not the expert on wishing, but my guest, Alexa Fisher is, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her so we can get right into our wishing. So my guest today, again, is Alexa Fisher, who is the founder of Wish Beads. She is an actress, teacher, author, and motivational speaker whose work helps people go after their dreams, build their confidence, and break free from fear. Fearlessly authentic. (laughs) Using online courses, private coaching, and her goal-setting jewelry line, Alexa's work has reached tens of thousands of people. She has shared her techniques with future leaders at the Girls Athletic Leadership School and current leaders at companies like Trader Joe's, Sony, Google, PepsiCo, and IBM. She's been featured in Fast Company, Forbes Women, numerous podcasts, and an appearance on the Today Show. Her Wish Beads jewelry is carried in boutiques around the country and has been worn by celebrities, friends, and folks young and old. You can see her in action at alexafisher.com and her creations at wishbeads.com. You could also find her on Instagram. We'll mention this again at wishbeads.official and her YouTube channel, Alexa Fisher. Welcome to the show, Alexa. Thank you so much, Jody. I am absolutely delighted to be here. I am absolutely delighted to have you and so excited and I've been counting down the days for us to get together. We originally were supposed to get together this summer and one thing led to another. And here we are, middle of October, finally kind of coming to a normalization with everything that's going on in the world. And I think people are really looking for answers. They're looking for that light at the end of the tunnel. They're looking Mm. for something past that gloom and doom. And I think by learning how to wish, maybe how to visualize and manifest um, is something that we all desperately need every single day. So we know that there's hope because this is totally a different world that we're living in. Do you feel that more people are reaching out to you right now? I do. I do. In fact, I had a really fascinating day today. I think there must be something in the stars because I knew I was going to talk to you. I can't wait to tell you how I started my day, but we're not there quite yet. Well, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. Right, right. So by all rights, you know, you hear about Mercury in retrograde, things are going crazy. Technology is, is very frustrating. 
But when you know that, my friend Teresa Reed, uh, otherwise known as the tarot lady, uh, tarot lady, says, it's great to be prepared, not scared. And somehow with the awareness that was a bit of a, of a challenging time right now, I'm ending up having the most epic day. Um, and one of the highlights so far, it's only noon here in California, but one of the things that happened today was I ended up doing an Instagram live and I go live on Instagram every day at 8.30 in the morning with a gentleman named Ajish. Now, he is one of my uh, online students. He lives in India. He has an Instagram channel called The Technical Rider. And he had been joining me on my lives and introducing himself and saying, you know, your class changed my life. And, and he's, I started to learn about him just through Instagram. And so I finally was like, Ajish, I really, I want to share your story. I want to meet you. I think we should, you know, connect from opposite sides of the planet. But today he shared this really incredible journey that took me back I and mean, he shared that when he was a child, he had incredibly protective parents. He said like they were just insanely protective and they really wouldn't let him go out. He lived in four walls is what he called it. He was a very creative child, um, but he would sit at his window and long to be outside. He would just long to go explore, but his parents very disciplined, very much afraid for him, kept him in his room more or less. And there, he, his soul looked for ways to express himself. So, he started to explore different creative outlets. He started to get into animation and cartooning, and he stumbled upon this desire to craft out of paper, paper sculptures. Now, fast forward many years, he works and works and works. He's still a young man, but he finally gets out of school and is able to leave their household and takes his first job after university and suddenly finds himself among a sea of people that were motorcycle enthusiasts, okay? He's called the technical rider because he does these unbelievable motorcycle outings. If you, if you see him on Instagram, you'll know what I mean, like journeying up these crazy cliffside on, their, on his way to Ladakh, which is very, very, very high up in the, in the mountains. And he said like a whole world opened up to him and then he was going and going and going. And then the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and suddenly he couldn't escape everywhere on his motorcycle. And he shared that he was home, very depressed, very stressed, wondering what's the state of the world, not able to delight himself with his typical sort of superstar lifestyle. It's a very big deal to be a motorcycle enthusiast in India. And he said, I was really in pain. And I asked for one night late at night, I'm on the internet and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need a sign. I need something to get me out of this because I'm stuck again. And all that fear came up again from his childhood and feeling stuck and feeling trapped and this sort of longing for what you cannot have. And he said, in that moment, an ad for my course came up. So, <laughs> so he said, Crazy. so this ad came up and where some of my courses are, not all, but some of my courses are on a platform called Udemy. And I have this course called Radiate Confidence, How to Create a Thousand Watt Presence. And he starts taking my course and taking my course and it's about confidence and reconnecting actually so beautifully put this to me and sort of reflecting back on, he said, a lot of self-help people tell you where to look 
where to go to find the information, to find the inspiration, to find the guidance. Look outside of yourself. And he said, but your course invited us to remember to reconnect to the light that we already have, that you actually already have exactly what you need that to is succeed. so you, Alexa. Right? That's, that's so I you. Mean, you are the light and you, you do find the light in people. It's beautiful. Well, but I think we, I mean, everyone is the light. Everyone has the exact same light. That's why when we step back and look at very difficult issues like racism and inequality and things, that this time is like the time to invite the question, who am I? And in this moment, Ajish was able to reflect back that it was this time that he had some pathway to rediscover who he is and stop running away from that love of what he had. So very quickly, he ended up, his, his, his company, they couldn't typically, they normally would celebrate Ganesha, which is a, is a Hindu deity, which is typically shown as an elephant. And, and Ganesha is the remover of obstacles. Anyway, in India, they celebrate Ganesha usually by big parades in the street. Because of COVID, that couldn't happen. So they, his company put out a contest to say, how would you like to express you know, your appreciation for Ganesha? And he remembered, he was taking my class and he said, you know what? I haven't done it in 16 years, but I'm going to do a paper sculpture. And on his, web, on his Instagram, you can see this beautiful video of this incredible three-dimensional Ganesha that he did. He won second place. He kind of like, reconnected to this love that he had let go of. He, he really started to expand himself inwardly, reconnect to his inner light. And that's when he reached out to me to be like, you probably won't you know, acknowledge this, but like, hi, I'm one of your students from India. And of course, because I love people, I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I totally want to have you on my live. I think you're amazing. Yes, so today we were on Instagram for like over an hour chatting about his story and he has this light. So, what I would invite people to think about is that while there is this pervasive narrative, especially in the news, that this is, and people are, don't get me wrong, people are suffering, people are contracting COVID, it is a serious illness, Uh, people, economies are fluctuating like crazy, my own business has taken, Wishbead certainly has taken a big hit, but what an invitation we have to get a little quiet and extremely curious about our inner world and step back and say, what is working for me? And what could I let go of? It's so true. It's so, so true. Thank you for sharing that story. That was really beautiful. And I could tell how much it meant to you. And your stories always mean so much to me as well. And I'm hoping that every listener got that, understood that because I think there has been a lot of reflection since we were in quarantine and now that things, you know, changed a little bit, but we all know that, that this is not the way we normally socialize and sure. that we do need to get curious about the life that we want to live. We do want to look deep, deep, deep inside us to see what it is that we really need or want and yes. one of one of the things that I keep going back to in that same vein is what we don't have, 
we don't need. So what is it that we need? What is it that we we need around us? We need people we love. We need people who support us. But we also need to find, I think a lot of people are getting so much more creative, as you mentioned, because they are they are looking deep inside themselves. But not everybody has that ability. Some <laughs> people are scared to do that. And yeah. I know that you coach a lot of people regarding fear. So yeah. is that how wish beads came about? Did it was it because you had this need to help people overcome their fear, look deeper inside themselves to see that light, to see that creativity? Where did this idea come from that you had something tangible to help somebody and remind them of what is really important to them? You know, I sure that people are going to hear this and be like, oh my gosh, like every other entrepreneur. But I did literally have a download in the shower in which I heard the name Wishbeads and I saw the concept. But I will tell you, I was prepared for the download because it's at the heart of Wishbeads is the story of my own life. At the heart of Wishbeads is my desire to break through the illusion that many people have about how they think they should be and go deeper and invite that reconnection to that it factor, that star quality. And so I think it's important to go back in time and point out that my love of people has been with me since I was a little child, but I translated that love into uh, the love of acting because I felt like what a better way to to explore the human spirit, to look at uh, a character's objectives. You know, what does this character want? And then obstacles, what's standing in my way? That's the conflict, that's the drama. And so I was fortunate to study acting in undergraduate. I was fortunate to then study acting in graduate school. And there I was having studied, you know, Moliere and Shakespeare and Noel Coward and all these great things. And then you get out and you're like, oh, I actually have to make money. So in, in modern age, that means being in TV and film and commercials and all the rest of it, because, you know, it's, you know, the life of a regional theater performer is not something that I was necessarily signing up for. But I did take those skills and I started, I ended up booking a big play at one of the best theaters in Los Angeles, working with some famous people. And I'm, all my agents out there were like, what are you doing in New York? Because I moved to New York after graduate school. You absolutely should be in LA. And so I'm a part artist, but I'm also a part businesswoman. And so I was like, that is logical. Like I should, you know, do the thing, you know, do the TV and film and commercials and do the thing. And secretly, Jody, if I can tell you, the, the story that I told myself was, you know, I'm going to go and play the whole like actress in LA thing. And meanwhile, I was not like 20 years old. At that point, I was 30 years old. So that in LA is already like- That's old. That's old. That's right? old. That's old. Yeah. That's straight up old. And <laughs> so then- but I I'd be of, dead. I, I guess at my age, I'm dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I, I, you don't look dead to me, darling. Um, <laughs> But, you know, when you, when you, you have that, I sort of was like, okay, here's the story of my life. I'm going to be an actress. I'll get some like big show. Then I'll have some notoriety. And then I can do the work of helping people. Like that's what the story was because like, I'm a big, like get your ducks in a row person. And yet 
when I was doing the business of acting and I started to achieve that sort of regular guest star thing, I was working. So on the outside, it seemed like it was all falling into place. But the more I was in the business of acting, the more I realized, oh, this is not what I wanted. And that gap, and I'm sure people can resonate with this. Once you know you're not doing the thing that you feel like you should be doing. Like it didn't you, feel it didn't feel good every day. It didn't like no. you enjoy the acting, but there was some gap. There was a gap, exactly. So I did enjoy acting, but the business of acting also involved a tremendous amount of waiting around on set or letting all of these people who literally would say, your boobs aren't big enough. Like that was actually a piece of feedback that I got. Or, you know, you're too this or you're too that. I had pretty thick skin, but even still, I felt like, and I know this sounds crazy, but I felt like there were ding-dongs between me and my destiny. These people who were the decision makers in my mind, I started to see them as ding-dongs, like people that are just like, this is so random. How come I am letting ding-dongs stand in between me and helping people like what I really want to be doing. So once I had that moment that was a bit of a crisis moment that actually came to a head when I was shooting the TV show Bones and I'm laying there and my character, something bad happened and I had blood pouring out of my <laughs> fake blood, fake blood pouring out of my mouth and I'm laying there waiting for the lights, waiting for the whatever. And I had this horrible moment where I was like, dear God, what the heck am I doing with my life? And please give me a sign. This is where this is very important. I asked, please give me a sign. You felt that huge disconnect. Huge. Yeah. I just said, this is not going the way I thought it was going to go. And sometimes, and I'm sure many of us can feel this right now, 2020, like 2019, New Year's Day, like New Year's Eve, into January 1st, 2020, I was like, this is my year, Fisher. Yeah. (laughs) So sometimes you need 2020, you need like full stop to be like, wow, okay. So not in the plan, but what do we do to, to reinvent this time? What story are we writing now? And it may not be what we thought, but what story are we writing now? Right. Yeah. It's not what anybody ever thought. Just like you didn't think when you were going out to California, you're like, yeah, I got this story. I got it. I got the whole, I got the thesis. I got the outline. I got the whole thing. I've done my due diligence. Yep. I'm I know. the same way. I need my ducks in a row, everything. And, uh, you know, some of that has to do with a little bit of procrastination, getting your ducks in a row. Well, it won't happen until I get my ducks in a row. It won't happen. Yeah. But we're putting that off. And again, we have to look inside ourselves and figure out, well, what is this procrastination really about? Do I really need to have all these ducks in a row? Yeah. But the fact that you were able to just, as you're laying there with fake blood coming out of your mouth, waiting for the lights, waiting for your cue to like, I don't know, come back from the dead or whatever it is <laughs> that you were doing in that show. I'm sure you were the, the prettiest dying person on that show, um, that you said, I got to get out of this place, right? I got to just get out of here. Not for me. So what happened next after you finished the scene? Well, you know what? The universe listened. And I'm going to repeat that. I asked. I asked specifically for a sign. Give me a sign. What What am I supposed to do with my life? Because remember, I had invested a decade 
of my life to this thing that on the outside very much appeared to be going well, and I did not have a backup plan, really. Um, I believed in myself, but I didn't have a backup plan. And two days later, a friend of mine who I'd met on set doing a Neosporin commercial calls me up out of the blue and said, Alexa, I have a high-profile client. I need a media trainer, and I thought of you. And without, I remember, I was in my car driving on Ocean Park. I remember where I was. And all I said was, yes. I I didn't even think. I didn't even know what I would teach this person. I didn't even care who it was. I was like, absolutely, yes. Because when I was an actress, what pained me the most was people outside of the entertainment industry would put themselves down when they would compare themselves to celebrities, which, by the way, is an illusion. Because having worked with plenty of celebrities, when they roll into the makeup trailer, just like me, they do not look any more special and magical than anyone else because they bring the team on to bring the face and the hair and the, you know, and the styling. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? And they look different. Why? Because they have a literally a team of people. Right. And I thought, why do people compare themselves and put themselves down? Everyone is amazing. Everyone has star power. Everybody has the same amount of light. But that one low point, which I think is what 2020 can be, was the birth of the next decade of my life, which then turned into that media training, turned into me building a website, starting to get some clients. I did some workshops. I built my first online course. Now I have a dozen online courses and I teach, I think I have about over 115,000 students around the world. And it was all because of a really tough gig that made me like, lose my mind. And I said, please give me a sign. And, and something new emerged. And people talk about that light again. I know we're talking about light again, but it lights you up. Not only is it the light from within, but it also lights you up. You get excited. Yes. The, and I, I'm sure the acting part of your life wasn't a waste of your time because had you not gone through that, you wouldn't have gotten there. And I tell that to so many clients that don't look back and regret what you did. Don't think it was a waste of your time because it's never, our life experience is never, never, never a waste of our time. It takes us to that new place. I wouldn't be able to talk about trying to become fearlessly authentic. And it's not about being fearlessly perfect or perfectly. It's not about being perfect. It's about honoring what feels good to you and what lights you up. And clearly that was the next phase in your life was something that lit you up and helping people find their own light and find their own star quality. Yeah. And just building their confidence to go from I can't to I can. And that doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or if you're an artist or if you're an accountant or if you are a parent, it is something that somehow on this divine dance on this planet We are in this game that we have to navigate and figure out how to be, you know, the the hero or heroine of our own life, of our own story. The creator of our own life. Yes, the creator of our own life. And so I think that there's so much that I have now, you know, at 48 that I appreciate that I can look back and think, my God, I was so hard on myself. I questioned all the time. Not that I regret doing it because I don't, I'm so happy with where I am right now. I have a tremendous amount of compassion for people in that place of overwhelm. I've had very dark experiences in my life that I can now appreciate as, as great learnings. 
But I don't believe that we came here to suffer. I believe that we came here to find and tap into our own personal power, which of course brings me to, to wishing, you know, which is what that is. It is the whisper of your soul and the willingness to tap into the unknown and really say, I'm going to say yes to myself and my dreams. And so that's to me was like a new way in. Yes, my courses and I still teach and I still believe in all of that. But I was like, but what if there's also another way? And that's why I think I was preparing myself without knowing it to receive the download that was wish beads. And even in that moment where you think there's no way, I mean, even in the shower, when I heard that, I was like, there's no way the name wish beads is going to be available. That's like the most obvious name in the whole world. <laughs> right. And then like, I was curious. So I ran to the computer, like dripping wet. And I'm like, do, 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 do. And sure enough, the trademark was available. The URWishbeads.com was available. And I said, that's a sign. Game it on. Let's, so, let's figure so this out. Right. It was so meant to be. It so really, be. really was. And having that joy. I mean, you're such a joyful person when you said you feel that we're not here to suffer. I completely agree. I don't understand the martyr mentality. And we, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about all the different mindsets to have in preparing yourself for a 21-day journey and how to make a wish. But I agree with you. I think that we are here. I know we're here to be joyful and to rejoice. And that becomes clearer and clearer to me as I work with people, as I live my own life, as I evolve and learn. And I think that if people take the time to be still and be kind to themselves, be kind to others, that's another thing you talk about, being kind mm -hmm. now more than ever, now more than ever. And, you know, I'm sure you've had the same thoughts. Why, why did 2020 happen like this? We don't really know. We can think and think and think, but like, it's really not important to figure out why it happened. It's to figure out the action we're going to take to change and to create the life that we want. But yes. it takes work. And we talk about the work and the work isn't easy, as you know. So yeah. when we come back from the break, we have another minute. But when we come back from the break, um, we are going to talk about how to do the work, what it takes to make a wish. And maybe you'll share some of your wishes with us. Yes. And, uh, you know, help guide people along. So, Alexa, thank you. Um, everybody, hold on there. We will be back in a few minutes after this commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, 
Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearlessly Authentic. And my guest today, Alexa Fisher of Wishbeads. And Alexa is going to teach us, guide us. Well, first of all, let's define what a wish is. Well, one of the things when I was talking about thinking about wish beads and kind of, you know, you have to come up with marketing copy and like, what is really the heart of this? And I think in a way we've been wishing all wrong. Like we do this sort of empty gesture that it's a gesture that we do typically when we're older around our birthday or we toss a penny in a fountain and then you like never, like you don't, A, you don't believe it. You don't give it any energy. And then you certainly never think about it again. We just don't believe that it's true. And yet, when you are a child, there is this real genuine connection, deep connection to that wish. And I remember when um, I was just noodling this idea about wish beads, like it was early, early, early. And I had stumbled upon this product called Flying Wish Paper. And or maybe it was actually before wish beads. I don't remember because the kids were quite little, my kids. And I brought it home and I was like, oh my gosh, you can write a wish. Maybe I've always liked wishing, but you can write a wish and you put it on this paper and then we're going to light it and it's going to like like go up in flames. And, um, and that's how you send your wish up to the universe. I think my kids actually were much younger. And so, of course, they're also boys. So they really, anything that I'm going to light on fire in the living room, they were <laughs> totally down with. So, but, but my youngest, I didn't see what he wrote, but he wrote something. We lit it and he literally looked to the ceiling to see if the Lego set was going to come dropping down. You know, that so is kind <laughs> and I, and, it, and then I was like, oh, wait, I've, I've, I've misled you, right? Because the adult in me is like, well, that's not how it works. <laughs> Let me explain. And I thought, with wish beads, in a way, we're going to reinvent the wish. Because, and I talked about this earlier, specificity is so powerful. Because if I say, I want to be happy, and, and you're like, I want to be happy too, but the movie, the description, the fulfillment of happiness for me is very different for the fulfillment of happiness for you. 
And for some reason, we have been indoctrinated or we just sort of threw away this idea of wishing as child's play or empty gestures. It doesn't work. All the narrative, for whatever reason we want, we, we, we have bought into. And instead, we re- reinvent it. So wish beads actually begins. The magic begins with doing a guided visualization. And I do it three ways. One, at wishbeads.com slash yes, you're actually activating your wish. You're going to get a guided visualization. It's me leading you through 10 minutes where you are seeing a moment in time where you are living your wish. You are, everything feels just right. Because in this new way to wish, it's not about things or titles or um, some kind of external thing. It's actually a feeling where everything feels just right. But in order for you to know what the circumstances are, the conditions for that, in a way you can creatively explore that by visualizing. Now, not everybody is visual, so it could be a feeling. There's also a writing exercise that you do next, so you can explore that creatively. Or it could be a color. It's open to you, but there is is specificity there that is unique to every person. The next part is to record your experience in present tense language. It's as if you're living it right now. It's not this idea or fairy tale that sometime in the future and the language of using that in the future tense in a way keeps it apart from you. And the idea is to drink from the nectar of that wish right now. I did that this morning. It was really cool. It was really cool to do it. I, I kept reading the directions, which said, "You're it's present tense, present not tense. about the future. And I thought, wow, this is really cool to do. I loved it. Yeah. It's like, I am standing. I am seeing. I am wearing. I am hearing. I am. You're activating your senses. And you can get this guided visualization online. You, I have a Wish Beads app in iTunes. I have my book, Wish Work. There is a written guided visualization. The book also functions as a journal. Ooh, props. Lovely. Yay. Yes, here it is. Very easy to read. Very easy to follow. I think this is a great guide to help anybody. I I absolutely loved it. Yay. So this, um, so as you can see, even wish beads on, on the surface level, it looks like intention setting jewelry, but it's really a teaching tool. I'm really a teacher first and foremost. Yeah, you and, are. Uh, Yeah. And so after you write your wish and you write it down in vivid detail, then you take the essence of that wish, almost as if it was a movie title, and you write it on a piece of paper that's included in your wish beads jewelry. Oh, I left my boxes of jewelry a little bit out of reach, but on the boxes of jewelry. And then what you do is you- I have it. I have a prop. I have it. Yay. So each of the bracelets, and I have necklaces as well, but each of them have a little cylinder, a brass cylinder. And you write your wish, like the movie title of it, so you know specifically what it represents. You roll it up and you insert it inside the scroll, inside the cylinder of your jewelry. And then you tighten it up tight and you wear it as a visible reminder. And this is really critical, as a visible reminder of what your heart deeply desires. Because in our busy lives, in our busy worlds, in our demanding to-do lists, in our buzzing phones, in our the stress that we are around us, it is so easy to forget. And when you see it, you remain inspired to one, <clears throat> keep it top of mind, but also to take action. 
and it's work. So, and and I like that you refer to this as wish work in your book because, and you said right at the beginning that, you know, when people talk about making a wish, it could sound sometimes frivolous. Yep. That is, oh, it's just a wish, just a wish. But if you're super intentional on that wish, you have a visual, you're writing something down, you have something on your wrist or around your neck to constantly remind you of how important that wish is to you. Yeah. And, and you nourish it. You nourish it with your intention, with your love. You remember the details. In a, in a wish circle, I'll tell you about, we have one coming up, but a wish circle is where I guide live, guide it. We do it virtually on Zoom. And one woman shared, you know, she was feeling very claustrophobic um, in her apartment quarantining. And when she did the, when I led her through the the visualization exercise, she was in this beautiful forest that she has gone to and she was there and she was smelling it and she was feeling it. And it felt like, you know, a future vacation and she was there feeling nourished. And it's like such a powerful feeling. So you can put that in your wish beads, but then also you can use it as a guidepost. So I said, what would it, you know, to bring some of that to your, to your circumstances now, it could be changing your screensaver to have it have beautiful pine trees. It could be lighting a pine or forest scented candle. It could be listening to a sound that is like the sounds of nature. And so there's a way to one, have a glimpse at what your being is longing for or seeing, feeling. And then two, as a conscious way to bring that to your life right now, because we can work, we can exercise the habit of, of, of self-love, of honoring what do I need? So whether that is sleep or whether it needs more time in nature, a connection with friend, um, a loving thought that you give to yourself in the mirror, when we give ourselves what we want, we are full. And we're not looking outside of ourselves for another person's validation or the validation of our bank account or for another person to tell you that you're great. We need to know that ourselves. And yes, I I feel that your book with its guidance gives people that, that ability to take the action that maybe they feared taking because people do fear looking too deeply into their feelings Right. They they fear what they may find. And I feel that with your steps and with the constant reminder that that helps them kind of embrace fear and make yeah. fear their friend. So they know that they're going through this with something tangible. Do you feel that yeah. way? I do. And I also like have made wish work like crazy simple. And uh, there's one story that I'll share. I mean, my the wish work is as simple as listen to a song playing on the radio and are there lyrics that there's a message, like a hidden message for you. Remember when we did that, when we get like mixtapes from, you know, <laughs> boys we liked? And it's like, what did they mean by that? Um, but, you know, there was a woman who shared with me. She actually wrote to me because she said, you know, she went on a girl's vacation And the hostess of this gathering got wish beads for everybody and they took a night and they did this, you know, around the fire and they did their intentions and their wishes and they made it a whole thing, which I thought was so beautiful. But what was hilarious was this woman confessed that she wasn't like 
that into it. She loved the jewelry, but she thought that the, you know, wishing felt a little woo-woo for her or whatever. Now she's telling me this because she's like, then you're not going to believe what happened. So I, we did the visualization as, you know, this at the girls getaway. And the next day she was in the airport and she had signed up for the wish work. So the email came in day one, time to smile. The first day of wish work is just to smile at somebody. And she confessed that she was like, this is so ridiculous. Like it's cor- really it's corny. Like this it's is not corny. It's my so, life. What, you know, that's so Alexa. She doesn't know me, but like, you know, it's just corny. But then there was another voice inside of her that was like, well, maybe I'll just do it, you know? And so she's in the airport and, you know, this is all pre-pandemic. You know, everybody's busy. They got their heads in their phones. There's grumpy people in line trying jockeying for position. She looked around and literally could not find a set of eyeballs looking up. This is a really a thing in our digital age. Couldn't find anybody. And then suddenly she spied a young boy, maybe five. And he was not, uh, uh, surprisingly, not on a device. And she looked over looked him in the eye and smiled at him. And this little boy walked right up to her and said, you are the best person ever. (gasps) And her jaw dropped. And she was like, what the heck is this? And she wrote to me, I know. And she's like, in a way, I was testing the universe whether this thing is real. And again, I will say, wish beads are not magic, but you are magic. Everyone is magic to create the life that they want if you just get curious enough to give it a try. And I've created wish work to be so simple that it's not hard work. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to know a lot or read a big fat book. It's just an invitation to just try and see the world a little bit differently and see what would it what would it mean for you to say your wish out loud or notice green lights today and just reflect on that and the more energy you put towards it the more that you start to gain some confidence confidence that oh my god like things are popping up like this person emailed me out of the blue or like it felt so fun to get on google and research this kind of vacation that i was curious about because i saw myself on the beach in hawaii what awesome or you know like suddenly life starts to appear slightly more magical than you realized and it's not hard it's been there all along like the freaking wizard of oz and you're giving and- them and you're giving them that confidence to actually dream big, dream big, because you are a star. You are, I, I, I I love your message. I think, I think more people need to think about that. We can talk and talk and talk about that, but until you take the steps like this woman did and smile at this boy and thank goodness she did that because then she started believing in herself more. Yes, you know, yes, and so yes. many people don't. They're like, ah, no, like for me and my business, it's weight loss or changing the way you feel in your body or something like that. Yeah. Uh, people come to me for different reasons. And I see, I see the light in them. I see the shining star in them. And it's my job to get that out of them. And it's in a different way. I work differently with them, whether it's through diet and exercise. But when mm-hmm. they start seeing that they've taken the action then they start seeing the results just like this woman did. I'm going to take the action, yeah. smile at somebody and look what and that what action happens. gave back to her. Look how the universe 
gave back to her. I yeah. love that. Yeah, you will you will get back what you put out into the world. Yes. And so 2020 is our opportunity to say, well, wow, where am I? Who am I? What am I creating? What story am I living by? And in the same way that you help people, you know, they can't just read a book about working out and expect to receive the results. And so many self-help or wellness practices, you can't just read the books. You have to walk the walk and experience it. And I am a lifelong learner, and I'm always challenging myself to step out of my comfort zone because I couldn't possibly teach this without doing it myself. So I have to tell you, because you and I have had this joke, because you have a gorgioso body and you were rocking your like bikinis and stuff. And I was like, Jody, I have to tell you, like, I never wear a bikini, like never, never. And I'm, you know, a pretty fit person, but like, no, 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 not my jam, which, and then when you get that mentality, then you start to also be just like, you know, generally a little bit, I don't know, shy about it. I don't know why I'm a very modest person. So this summer we've been spending a ton of time at the beach because we live by the beach. My kids love the ocean. It was very good for their mental well-being and it's fun. But I would find myself, you know, reading books or meditating on the beach or, you know, not swimming as much. And my kids would be like, you should swim. You should swim. Come in with me, which is nice. I shouldn't say it in that voice, but it was really lovely. But I would often like 90% be sitting on the beach. Like mom's okay here with her book. I'm good with my book. Exactly. I'm going to do the crossword. Will Shorts and I are just going to have fun right at the beach. But- What ended up happening was a friend of mine would take her son, who's really good buddies with my son, and they would go for these dawn ocean swims at dawn. And somehow my son was like, I'm in, I want to do it. And I would drive him at six o'clock in the morning in the dark to their house, and they would walk from their house to the beach, and they would go for a swim. And bless his little heart, he was like, mama, you should really come. It's It's amazing. But the thought, Jody, of being like in the ocean, in the dark, freaked me out. That would scare me. That right? That scares me. I love the ocean, but I'm afraid I'm going to get bit by a shark. Exactly, because we all <laughs> saw Jaws and we were ruined forever. Right. But so, so, so I didn't do it. I hadn't, I hadn't gone. It was like, no, that's for people like you or people like Annie or people like whatever, but that's not for me. Why? Because we tell a story about ourselves and then we believe that it's the truth. So then my son kept on poking um, at my husband and I. And then on Tuesday, uh, my husband was like, all right, I'm going to go. And I was like, oh, you know, wow, cool. All right. So also cool because then I didn't have to drive him at six. He comes back and he was like, Alexa, that was life altering. It was, it was literally life altering to be in the ocean he goes, you know, I don't know. Recently, we, re- we, re- we re-watched Forrest Gump. And he has that moment where he's talking to Jenny about him jogging America. You know, he would jog back and forth, Tom Hanks, as Forrest Gump. And he said, there's a moment where you don't know if the sky is beginning and the, and the land, it like meets and merges. He said, the, there is nothing that you can feel and experience like the dawn, seeing the dawn come up on the water's edge And he's like a pod of dolphins swimming by. He's like, it is so unbelievably magical. And it is literally five minutes from our house. We have lived here 18 years and we have never done this. And I was like, I am in. The, the, The idea that we could 
have this and it like this, this potential magic was so close to my fingertips and I hadn't yet done it was enough for me to overcome my fear. I did, however, get myself a wetsuit. But this morning I, I went for a swim. I was going to ask you if you wore a bikini. <gasps> I wore a wetsuit. Okay. <laughs> because I didn't right. want to be cold. We gotta, we, I'm coming out to California and buying you a bikini. <laughs> get your hot bod so, in a bikini. Oh my God. But it was, it was, it was everything that he had said and more. And so that is when we can learn how to break free from our concepts of what we're afraid of Mm -hmm. and just taste, taste something. I cannot believe Jody that I have not done this until now. It was, it was life altering. And look at that, right. Like you said, telling that story to yourself over and over again, getting over that fear, that fear is so much of what um, stops us from getting to the next place in life, taking us in action is fear. Yeah. So much fear. I mean, as I, I mean, I used to be the biggest scaredy cat in the world and now I'm like, bring it on, bring it on. I don't yeah. know if I would go in the water in the dark, but. Well, the light did come up pretty quickly, but. I did it. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Well, we're going to do this. You're going to come out to California and I'm going to take you on a dawn swim and it's interesting because, you know, we joke about like Jaws and then it ruined it for everybody. But think how much fear that that movie, that one thing that someone created that was enormously successful, but what it did to people's consciousness and how they think about not only sharks, but the water. It's so interesting. So then we have to ask ourselves in this 2020 time, where are we putting our attention and what is it feeding in terms of the consciousness? And because news and, you know, we somehow have created this system where we're addicted to watching and taking in fear, it has this contagion to it. I say, let's go very consciously with our clicks and our time and our energy and move in the direction of love and light and magic and wonder. And the more that we do that, it's actually an act of selfless giving because that energy is contagious. And those stories are contagious in the same way that fear is. Oh, yeah. It's very, very true. And I think we all want to get to that fulfilling part of our life. And we want to not live in fear. No. And no. we want we want to reach that that sense of fulfillment. I know that that's a hard place to get for a lot of people. And yeah. we are learning a lot. We are learning so, so much. So what are some of the concrete results that you feel that you've gotten from some of your students or even from yourself by practicing what you preach? Well, things come up. Things come to me in a way that surprise the heck out of me. So whether it is people that I'm intending to bring into my life or experiences, um, support, opportunities that are like, what? Um, For other people, it could be you know, even things, and I say it's not about external things, but also like manifesting the perfect new home or relationship or, you know, the miracle of uh, uh, Dr. Marcy Cole was just on my podcast and she wished for two wishes, two different bracelets. One, her parents who were in their mid nineties were both um, ailing, very ailing. And she said, I just want them, you know, she wished for them. Anyway, they bounced back. Honestly, they're still with us. It was like a year and a half ago. And she wished for new love and she's now in the relationship of her life. She's like, holy smokes, girl, this stuff works. Do you feel that a lot of people, the wishes that they have, they share with you, right? Not always. Some people are very private about it. I think that there's power in sharing. Mm -hmm. I also think that sometimes 
wishes, I'm not saying wishes come true in 21 days. Sometimes they take time. Um, I also know that there's a temptation to wish for other people. This is your invitation to wish for yourself. This is your wish. And when you And it's not selfish. Into, it's not no. selfish to wish for yourself. And so many no. people think, because we throw around self-care, and people are like, self-care isn't selfish. But do you really hear what you're saying? It's not yeah. selfish to wish for yourself, to wish no. for love. And I was curious to see if the people that do share their wishes with you, are they mostly about finding love? No, no, not necessarily. Not at all. I mean, some of them share that, some that are around relationships. But I think it's mostly about this idea that, oh my gosh, the world is literally more miraculous than I realized. Mm. You know, I have people that are cancer survivors who are like, this has completely helped me believe in my own healing. It helps me go from this place of abject fear and move into this place of hope and possibility. Like, literally an email that's like, I cannot believe I'm writing this, but my scan came back clear. Now, I am reluctant to say things like that because for not, that won't be the case for everybody. That's why I believe that fear or our obstacles are our best teachers. But if you can find more grace in this journey called life, then, you, then you're, doing, you're doing the work. That is the wish work. So what does fearlessly authentic, to be fearlessly authentic, to live a fearlessly authentic life, because again, I mentioned that I am a self-proclaimed scaredy cat and mm-hmm. I am trying to educate, empower, and inspire others to live a fearlessly authentic life. What does that mean to you? I think it means looking at fear in the eyes and sending it love because you're either giving love or you're crying out for love. And I think our fear is crying out for love. And when you can live in a way that you are living your own life, giving yourself love and others love and selfless giving, then you are tapping into the divinity and the grace that it means to be on this planet. I don't think we came here to suffer. I think we came here to find out who we really are. And when you can choose to walk that walk, you will wake up to how powerful this experience can be. All of it, the full expression of it. I cannot say anything more about that. That is so perfectly said. (laughs) And on that note, we have to go. And it has been an amazing pleasure to talk with you. We need to talk so much more. But again, if anybody is interested in getting in touch with Alexa, hopefully you all are, it is. Give it to them, Alexa. You can find me at alexafisher.com. I have a free training program there and at wishbeads.com and on Instagram at wishbeads.official. Love it. And I love you. And thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, the honor was all mine. Thank you, honey. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.